Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Welcome to this episode of the Software People Stories. Today, I'm in conversation with my colleague, Dr. Krishna Prasad, known as KP, who is also a coach at PM Power Consulting, where we talk about the transition from an individual contributor to a middle manager, what kind of challenges one faces and what kind of support would help that kind of a role ease into that role, about being a coach, as well as what KP went through and how he handled his own personal transition from an individual contributor to a middle manager. We also touch upon very briefly the complexities involved in designing systems in the automotive space, particularly with the user experience in focus. That's just a teaser. We'll hopefully have a later conversation. But if you want to know the challenges of the middle and how one can handle that, listen on. Hi, KP. Welcome to this episode of the Software People Stories. Hey, Shiv. Hi. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, thanks for coming back. This time, I thought we will probably do a little experiment. Uh, since our audience would already know your origin story and your career trajectory and all that, which we normally cover, we thought we will go a little deeper and try to understand your experience and perspectives on some things that just came to my mind. Sure, sure. Hey, you know, like, I think the, the, the word you used, experiment. Uh, I mean, I keep reading a lot uh, about it nowadays and, you know, how even managers and companies have to experiment with new things. Uh, I think, you know, it's, it's great that you have also uh, come up with this experimentation idea, you know, for this podcast. So I'm kind of excited to see how the experiment goes. Yeah, sure, KP. Yeah, even in coaching situations, I find and I keep also telling many teams is that don't think everything is predictable. When mm. we do our work, all our due diligence, but with our limitations, our assumptions, we make some postulates. So the proof of the pudding is when, in this case, our listeners come back and mm. have questions or say that we want more of these. Now, I thought you know, today we can um, talk about your experience and perspectives related to two probably related areas. Mm-hmm. One is about uh, the middle management. Second is about what support middle managers would need and related coaching, etc. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I'm curious about is to know how is it being a coach for you? Because the last few years, you've now been a coach. So how has that been for you? Yeah, actually, you know, uh, yes, uh, to be honest, I'm also kind of trying to get into this, uh, this whole, you know, kind of what we can call as a shoes of a coach, but I'm still struggling, you know, so to say, and struggle means, you know, like uh, when you're a, when you're a leader, when you're a manager, you know, kind of managing a part of the business or part of technology, etc. You know, there is a certain different approach we typically take. But the moment, you know, you get into the role of a coach, 
the actual work is is done by you know your coachy so to say or or the teams you are you are you are kind of helping and it becomes a little bit of a mind shift even for us as coaches you know where we have to listen more you know because obviously you know the context of our coaches and teams uh is is kind of different you know you you probably don't know a whole lot of, about their environment at least in the initial you know uh, initial periods you are not kind of really immersed in their environment so to say so it's more what you get out of the conversations and so on and it's extremely important to become a good listener and i am kind of training myself i'm telling myself every time that hey you please listen to you know to what what the team is telling or what the coachy is telling and that is i think one very important shift uh, i feel and the second thing is um, we need to get into this mindset that we can only point in the right direction right so there is this direction which we can show to our coaches or the teams uh, as opposed to mapping out the exact route we cannot get into this thought that hey i will map the exact route you know for these teams and they they can just march on that route so all i think we can do is point in the right direction the team or the the coachy or the manager has to find that exact route you know on their own right and we can possibly provide some guideposts and you know we can act as sounding boards but at the end of the day it is that manager it is that team which will have to march on that route and kind of figure out themselves that okay you know that is the route they need to take and you know head in the right direction so this is one big shift at least i have kind of you know personally gone through in the last you know a uh, couple of years uh, when i am doing this uh, coaching on transformation and coaching for change very interesting so from being a doer to a get it doneer to an influencer probably now you are also an instigator of change Uh, yes yes yeah i think that that kind of is connecting the the the, the dots interestingly one of my recent guests naresh jain mm-hmm. uh, used another term normally we mix the concepts or maybe the roles of a coach a trainer and mentor and many times we keep moving between these roles yes because of the needs of the team or the organization the fourth term that i heard was the role of a captain Ah okay like sometimes okay. even though you say that you would either just come in provide some inputs such as training and let them actually implement mm-hmm. or maybe mentor them or coach them to find their own solutions but sometimes you may need to play the role of a captain mm-hmm. now that actually raised another thought in my mind typically the captains are what we may broadly call as the middle management and many external interventions either happen at the team level or you do some team training maybe team coaching etc or it could be at a very high level saying strategy transformation all kinds of things but in your experience do you think that the middle management is adequately served in terms of the help or the guidance that they need uh, yeah no i think i think that's a that's a great question and uh, you know you know we have been talking about it for the last couple of years and you know from my own experience i think the broad group of middle manager i, I think this middle manager is is a fairly broad group it's anything in between the executives on the on the one hand and the kind of real workforce whether it's engineering workforce or or any other kind of you know functional workforce uh, on the other 
and this is the classic sandwich you know the the middle manager is a classic sandwich in between you know the executive management on one one hand and the and the kind of real workforce uh, on the other they always will have to keep wearing at least two hats if not more and what i mean by two hats is at the one hand they have to understand the strategy which their executives are kind of communicating and and shaping and the, the kind of choices which you know at a top level uh, the executives have made within their own company and within their own context so they need to first understand okay this is the strategic choice which their executives have made the companies have made and how does that get implemented and executed in my context you know as a middle manager because i need to finally translate that into something meaningful for my own context and for my teams because my teams are looking up to me and say hey look we keep hearing this big strategy which the the company is shaping and and defining how does that influence my work day to day or you know 3 months 6 months 1 year the second uh, hat which they obviously have to you know keep wearing is how do i get things executed in the right way the efficient efficiency productivity and all the business challenges and of course more so uh, customer challenge so they need to keep wearing these hats almost you know alternatively and you know every now and then and every often so i'm sure the middle managers are in a very very challenging situation and uh, they definitely need more help and more support uh to kind of manage these two you know so called hats and roles in in their you know kind of daily work yeah interesting in the software people stories we also would love to have personal stories if you can share how your own transition has been from an individual contributor to maybe the first line manager or the the middle management role yeah. you know, we will be able to relate to the things that you've been saying so far on the sandwiches and getting pulled in double directions and all that see like i mean see uh, i think we have heard very often and it's quoted widespread that okay you know like suddenly i'm a, i mean we we all grew up as engineers and i also grew up in a software engineering world though of course it was real time you know embedded systems for avionics and automotive so we were building a lot of embedded software for very advanced applications be it mercedes benz or or tata motors and 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 so on as we are growing up in the engineering space we always get tuned to this whole deterministic thinking and what i call as deterministic or algorithmic thinking no matter what complex systems we are building at the end of the day i want to write an algorithm i want to write a piece of code which is more deterministic so if i say hey look i need to achieve this 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 whether there is a time constraint or memory constraint etc it has to achieve this functionality so all i used to do is get driven by that of course you know we do uh, design of complex systems we work with a bunch of engineers but the world was very deterministic and algorithmic you know if i can put it that way and 
even when you just move into an entry level so so to say entry level mid manager or even you know managers of manager i think suddenly the shift happens from an algorithmic thinking deterministic thinking to a little bit more probabilistic and driven by hypothesis and driven by assumption you know i can relate to my phd work because you know like though i come from engineering background you you know you start doing your research in in our you know a primary school and high school we were told about experiments right so you write your hypothesis and then you make some observations in the field and then you conclude that hey yes my hypothesis is you know is either valid or or invalid based on the data i but when we get into this whole manager world suddenly we tend to forget that many of it is hypothesis though we don't explicitly state it at least it's in our mind that this is based on a particular hypothesis based on my previous experience or based on my you know the current data available and it can no longer become deterministic so i need to gather enough data i need to make enough observations and then either confirm that oh my hypothesis is valid or not valid and unfortunately many of us as middle managers don't get trained to deal with this probabilistic hypothesis kind of non algorithmic uh, kind of thinking especially when we grew up in an engineering world and when we are also dealing with our own managers who also have grown up in a kind of engineering world so i think that's something which we need to get more trained we need to get more exposed and get into this whole areas where there is uncertainty and how to deal with this uncertainty so how was your maybe first week or first month of taking on a, a middle management role i i, st- I still remember you know like th- there are several things you know which were going through in the first weeks and maybe even first few months and maybe first couple of years i think one of the thing which uh, at least i always used to struggle with is i i get all my day to day challenges you know I, i mean i'm not thinking of you know like long term right i know when you when you just become a young manager etc we are really not thinking long term but you still need to go and talk to your boss or maybe you know a couple of levels higher senior managers they obviously will be speaking at a 10000 feet level or 30000 feet level and one of the big challenges which we always you know uh, at least i always faced is hey look i know all the details on the ground because i am talking to my team members and i know the on the ground challenge which I, which i am facing but unfortunately i cannot tell exactly the same thing to my boss's boss right or or the senior manager so the first struggle which i always used to have is okay i know my on the ground challenge but how do i communicate that which is more from a senior manager's perspective is it that i am asking for help or is it that i am asking for a decision you know that clarity many times is not in our mind most often we just want to spit out all the problems we have on the ground and then expect that the manager's manager or the senior manager will give us a solution so that is the the initial years of challenge which i always used to face but were there any techniques that helped you or uh, in hindsight do you think yeah. some help or guidance would have uh, mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. you ease the transition uh yes you know it also depends on the kind of uh, let's say managers you work with the kind of leaders you worked with i i still remember you know in my 
earlier mercedes days there used to be this you know like we always used to have our informal understanding that whenever we used to go to one particular leader don't always go with just the problem statement because the, the, the uh, we, we used to have our own internal you know kind of discussions that if you go uh, with one problem statement with this executive we would invariably come back with three more problems right so always you know we would say okay this is our problem but we also have this you know minimum two solutions we we want you to give a go ahead either for this solution or that solution so most often we would kind of fine tune ourselves uh, in terms of asking for a go ahead for one solution because again you are already presenting this alternative and you want your kind of boss to say hey look you know you take this solution but that came about only based on some of our experiences dealing with this particular executive or manager i, I think I, i mean i have worked with several managers and several executives and leaders most often we find a pattern what this executive or what this leader typically kind of looks for some are very detail oriented you know i, I still remember my very early business case you know in the tata group uh, i was totally unprepared for that you know i was presenting a business case you know it was a it was a new product it was a new business etc and then i presented all the financials financial projections investment needed all that and i thought i was completely prepared but i didn't know that this leader would always focus on assumptions business cases are all great but you tell me what are your top three assumptions and though i had made some assumptions and had my backup ready but i was completely unprepared you know during that meeting and he said i don't give any value to any business case if you are not clear about your assumptions and you need to tell me your assumptions you know that was just one case but when i you know uh, started working with some other executives maybe they look for something else right so the point i'm trying to make is many times we get driven by uh the executive who you start working with or the 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 leaders you start working with and somehow you start adapting uh your let's say discussions and presentations uh kind of to uh, align with their thinking uh, i don't know whether you know that kind of gave some some view uh, with the kind of challenges and and approaches which I, at least i took sure kp yeah that was very interesting but there is another topic that was triggered by what you said uh-huh but probably we'll keep that for a, another conversation mm-hmm. which is essentially a combination of the experimentation and heuristic approaches that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier with the automotive segment where what kind of assumptions do you make particularly for anything that is going on the vehicle you know, whether it is for the driver for the passengers yeah. or a combination mm-hmm. whatever is there look seems to be a pretty complex yes set of use cases or situations that you need to you know design for yes no i i think that's again a great point because at least last 3 4 years we were kind of working on on fairly advanced systems you know like whether it's you know broadly broadly comes under user experience the whole user experience and infotainment is driven by how easily a driver or an occupant in a vehicle can use the consumer device and can integrate consumer devices into the car environment and do all kinds of uh, experience all kinds of features during driving or again one of the things which you know we generally in the engineering community struggle is we expect 
clearly defined specifications from either our customers or the, the, the person who's writing the specification and so on. And there is absolutely no way, you know, that even a, a team of product requirement engineers, let's, let's put it that way, that they can visualize all these different scenarios, like, you know, what kind of devices can come into the car, how they get connected, how they get used, uh, et cetera. I mean, we can build scenarios, we can build use cases, but there is always going to be limitations in that. And that puts more pressure back on the product development team to think that, hey, these specifications or requirements that have come in are not necessarily the, the full set. You know, so we also need to, you know, wear the hat, for example, of an end user or, or a driver and also start figuring out, oh, okay, is this the way, you know, maybe a user will use the system or, so that was one huge, uh, you know, kind of challenge. And uh, that's when, you know, we used to also say, hey, let's come up with very quick proof of concepts. Uh, let's run this experiment. Like, you know, if two different devices come in into the car, what could be the, you know, the effect and can we go and discuss with the so-called, you know, the OEM customer and, and, and so on. The second thing is in the area of this whole advanced driver assistance, autonomous driving, because the on the field scenario, nobody can anticipate. You, no matter how many kind of test cases, you know, we build and test the system, there is simply no chance that we can have full visibility into, you know, the, the kind of real world scenarios. Again, there, it used to be this whole kind of experimentation approach that, okay, I know I'm not 100% clear on the exact requirement, but how do I still help my customer to kind of discover the requirement? How can I jointly help him or her to, uh, let's say, clarify some of these requirements and so on? So already we are getting into more, hey, we need to get into a more discovery mode. It's no longer going to be a clearly defined specification. Uh, both customer and the product development team has to kind of, you know, uh, evolve uh, based on these, these different inputs. So uh, that's how, you know, um, you know, we, we kind of saw uh, these systems evolving in the last few years. Thanks, KP. I think uh, there are a lot more thoughts that are crossing my mind now in terms of the mm -hmm. complexities involved in even modeling or simulating these. But yeah. as I said, we will keep that for another conversation. Mm -hmm. So once again, thanks a lot, KP, for coming on the Software People Stories and sharing your own journey, uh, transition to a middle manager, as well as this transition to a coach. Thanks a lot. Yeah, th thanks, Shiv. And I know like there are a lot of accomplished, you know, guests which you had on this on this podcast channel. It is, it is a privilege for me to kind of share some of these thoughts. Yeah, hopefully we can continue this conversation. We have a lot of topics, you know, to maybe talk about. Thanks. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the Software People Stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.